just want you to imagine for a moment a very likely scenario, maybe something that we've, uh, many of us gone through. But imagine a little girl uh, learning to ride a bike. And so she's there, and you can understand that there's a bit of fear of falling off the bike or falling over. But then, as you might uh, imagine, her father is there. And her father is there to reassure her that while she's on the bike, he'll be holding on to the seat of the bike, and that he'll be with her as she's riding. You can imagine that with that assurance, the fear of riding the bike will be lessened. In fact, maybe the fear is overcome, and she begins to ride the bike, despite the fear. Um, I know for me, when I was a boy, um, there was also a moment where it was because of a relationship uh, that my father was able to quell some fear inside of me. I may have shared this story before, so I apologize if I repeat myself, but I remember as a boy being really scared of thunderstorms. The reason why I was scared is because I knew that they could turn into tornadoes. I was more afraid of that. And so there was a moment during a really uh, strong storm, uh, I was looking out uh, the door of my house, right? I was looking up into the sky and... My dad was picking up on this, and he invites me over to him, and he goes down to my level. He says, uh, son, uh, why don't you look at, just uh, look at my face. Just look at me. And I'm looking at him. He goes, do I look afraid? No. He's like, do I look worried? No. He's like, okay. He's like, if I'm not afraid, then you don't have to be afraid. If I'm not worried, then you don't have to worry. Now, for me, that was enough. As a boy, I was like, okay, that makes sense. He looks fine, he's smiling in the midst of this, so I guess I could be okay too. Well, I think the point there is we see how it's through relationship that things like fear can be overcome. And I think for all of us, we, can, we know, uh, whether it's just from just the human nature, whatever it be, that having a secure and healthy relationship, especially with our father and mother, has so much... Uh, added benefits, right, to, to ourselves, whether it's security, emotional security, whatever it be. And we also know just how painful it can be without that relationship, right, which that pain just points to the, how, to the fact how important it is to have those relationships. Well, by analogy, we see how important it is to have our relationship with God, who's also our Father, that we have God who is our Father, and the more we, we deepen that relationship, the more we know uh, what it means to have God as our Father, how, the more we know who we are in His eyes and that love, the deeper healing can be. The more freedom we have from things like fear. And the opposite is true without that relationship with the Father. That means then that having the proper context of relationship with the whole Christian life is going to be important. Because all of the Christian life is a response to a relationship. It's responding to this love. That means any part of the mystery of the Christian life, outside of that context, will begin to uh, misunderstand it, even misunderstand who God is. And that includes the idea of, or the, the truth of repentance. So you know that we're all called to repent. And if we look at all the scriptures today, we see how God calls the prophet Jonah to call Nineveh to repentance. We see how in the, in the Psalms, God says that he shows the sinner the way. And in the, in the gospel, Jesus announces the coming of the kingdom of God and introduces the twofold way of entering. It says, repent and believe. Repent and believe in the gospel. And so this uh, call to repentance of turning away from a life of sin and going towards the Lord, right, of conforming our life to the gospel, 
that too has to be understood in its proper context of relationship. Or else we'll be uh, vulnerable to misunderstandings and to distortions about who God is. And so we can see that context of repentance going all the way back to Genesis in Scripture. That many of us, we know the story of how Adam and Eve, in that moment of disobedience in the garden, that uh, sin, original sin, entered into the world. But not many of us may be aware that because of that sin, there was also a wounding of our human nature. Dr. Bob Schutz points this out well. But in that original sin, there occurred a wounding of relationship. Adam and Eve, they were created by God with this awesome plan to share in his goodness. That God was walking in the garden with them. Right? It says in one of the in one of creation accounts. But here we see that once that sin was occurred, that what happens then? There was a rupture in relationship with the Father. And we see that because they began to hide from God before they did not do so. We see that their fear begins to enter into the dynamic of relationship. What's more is now that there's a rupture relationship between Adam and Eve themselves. They hide. There's shame uh, that enters in as well. They cover themselves. And you can imagine, too, that because sin caused a rupture in intimacy with God, right, that there's a fear of rejection. Why else would they be hiding? And in that cutting off from that relationship and love, you can imagine, too, this sense of abandonment, true or not, which is not true, but still, that sense of abandonment in their heart. They were withdrawing from community. And you see that what Adam and Eve has experienced, all of us can suffer as well. That with sin comes a wound, a wounding of relationship. And so when we hear God coming in, when we hear Jesus coming into the world to destroy sin, we also have to keep in mind, it's also a call in restoring of a relationship. Sin causes rupture in relationship. God comes to restore that relationship by destroying sin. That's why when we hear repentance, we have to keep that proper context. Because when Jesus came and told about, talked about repentance, he also right, died for us on the cross. He restored the relationship with God the Father. And in the New Testament, we hear that truth. It says that through the blood of Christ, we have been reconciled to God. Peace has been restored between us and God. That rupture that occurred with Adam and Eve's disobedience is now resolved with Christ's obedience, loving obedience on the cross. Then, with that in mind, when we hear repentance, the call, we also should hear is return to the embrace of the Father. We hear freedom from a relationship with God. Now, there's two ways we can know that we're not looking at repentance in the context of relationship uh, by two signs. One is that when we hear the call to leave our sin behind, we try to fix ourselves. Or we either downplay the need to repent from sin or completely deny it outright. And what do I mean? Let me explain that a bit more. See, when we see the call of repentance um, without relationship with God, we tend to hear, we tend to pay attention to our own self and how difficult it can be to turn away from sin. 
And for a lot of us, we know that maybe there is an addiction that's present. Maybe there's a sin that we've always been, always been struggling through our life. And by ourselves, on our account, we can be uh, vulnerable to believe the lie that we can't be free from this sin. And despair can begin to enter into our life. Maybe, too, there's a tolerance of having sin present because we might believe that there's nothing we can do. It's always going to be there. Or maybe someone else, when they hear the call to repentance, they, what they hear um, is this. God just cares about my behavior. I have to change my behavior, and then I'll be accepted by God. I have to change what I do, and then God will love me. And if that's present, what will happen is we'll either rebel against God. I don't want to follow this God. Why do I want to yeah, give my life to him? It just seems like he's judging me. Or, right, we'll try to rely on ourselves, fix ourselves, because it's only when I'm holy enough that God will love me. But just like heart surgery, right, if we try to perform surgery on ourselves, that's impossible. We can't do heart surgery on ourselves. And if we deny uh, our heart problems or that we have it, it won't make them go away. We need another person. And so we see that both of these um, views of repentance, of sin, right, is living outside of relationship. It's not inviting God to be our divine physician. So what's the reverse? What does it look like to understand um, repentance with relationship? Looks like this. It's knowing that one, that I am not alone. That God is the one who does the work in my heart. And when I myself cannot fix myself, which I'm not called to do, I know that God can do the deep work in my heart. I could depend on him. I'm not alone. But also, it looks like this. It knows that I'm not called to repent so that I can be loved, but I do so because I am loved. See, scripture says that when we were still sinners, it says when we were enemies to God, Christ died for us. And if while we were still enemies, Christ died for us, how much more love is in store for us than reconciled to God? In other words... When we're aware of this love, it moves us to want more of it. When we are seeing ourselves as God sees us, as loved even in the midst of our sins, loving us where we're at, then that love begins to show us, right, the more in store for us. It's like this. It's like when God reveals a sin to us, it's like he's revealing that we've been walking with a limp for, a lot of, for all our life. And he begins to show us that, you know, I didn't call you to walk with a limp. I made you to be able to walk. I made you being able to run. And when we're aware of that, then we're more likely to be like, okay, God, well, heal me of this limp. I want to walk. I want to run. The same way, when we allow God, right, to love us where we're at, then when he points out our sin to us, we understand that it's to freedom that he leads us. Then that relationship, he calls us to what we're made for, which is the opposite of fear, the opposite of shame, the opposite of withdrawing from community. It's that joy, that love, that peace. It's heaven, right? Away from hell. And so maybe for wherever we're at, God is calling you to relationship with him. And that call to repentance 
It's a call to the return to the embrace of the Father. So maybe for some of us, that's going to begin in confession. Where we go and we bring our hearts uh, to the heart surgeon and allow him to repair the rupture, right, a relationship that sin has caused, so that through it, we can be healed. Maybe for others, it's going to begin at communion in a few moments, right, being properly disposed, and asking God to reveal his profound love for you, because the Eucharist is a representation of the love of Christ on the cross. So be there, begin the first steps towards relationship with him. Maybe for others of us, it means letting God into those deep places of our heart to really perform that deep heart surgery, to get the roots of uh, the problem versus just the sin, which is the symptom. And so let's invite the Lord Jesus in. Let us all in turn embrace the Father. For the Father doesn't call us to repentance to condemn us. He calls us to relationship. He calls us to freedom.